staying within the settlement of Bjornheim. A few weeks go by, uh, the snowfall is increasing. You have before you a set of trials and trainings in order to complete, in order to be accepted into the tribes of the Varrican. Rory, you have made a case to Queen Reyna. She has decided to look more into the case for the Elgrahim shaman. Once a decision was made to open the trial back up, the next night, the elk shaman was found deceased. He had been given mead that was poisoned, and there is a Varrican man who is being searched for named Ragnar. Oh, shit. So um, that's kind of happening on the aside. Oh, wait. So the the priest was killed? Poisoned that's, to death? That's what they believe. Okay. But he's dead. But he is Regardless, dead. Regardless, he's dead. He was, he was sentenced to death. They thought maybe we won't do that. Now he's dead. It's thought that he's poisoned. Could have been someone who did not like that decision overturned. You're not sure. Wow. This person has been searched for for days and uh, not found. So there, the Algrahim shaman is now deceased. Is there evidence pointing to Ragnar? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there yeah. was there was someone who gave the mead to the guard outside named Ragnar. Ah. <laughs> like spoke his name and everything and they just can't find him. They think he's he was posing as one of the refugees, possibly escaped back into the wilderness. It's kind of a confusion at this moment. He was a hero of the people. Well, of the Telnius. So you guys are now, you <laughs> guys fi- rocks. find yourself, <laughs> you guys find yourself within the barracks and the training grounds of the Varrican people. Fru Ilana, a young woman uh, around the age of 19, um, she has this large curly hair, a bloodstone on the side of her head embedded in her scalp, and she has a sword of also a bloodstone. She has brought you all to this specialty training. So it is snowing at the moment. It's this large open training ground. There are different posts that you guys are training at. Finn, before Ilana gets going with the training and you guys see this special elk behind her with wings, just kind of chilling out like a dog would chill behind their owner. That's how she treats this elk that literally can fly. <laughs> just like it's no big deal. <laughs> exactly. And it, it just kind of like lays down and curls up and she's throwing it treats every now and again. Telnius, you've regained a lot of strength at this point. And before the training gets underway, Finn presents to you. He comes up and he has a box. He unveils the box within it. Is Just sticking a box. <laughs> <laughs> should we cut that or leave it? I think we should, we should leave, leave it. it. That's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Dick in a box. That's really good. He opens. <laughs> he opens the box and within is a modified warhammer. This warhammer was Bishop Colum's warhammer. It has now been shortened. He presents it to you and says, as a gift and hopefully as a remembrance of who Colum was to you, um, we present you with this weapon now to be fitted to your arm. And he takes it out of the box, inserts it into the iron piece at the end of your arm, and then he turns it and it locks into place and kind of get a feel for it. It's got some weight to it. 
As uh, as I do that, I put my left hand on his chest and look him in the eyes and say, Thank you, Finn. His skin kind of gets goose bumps and he says, You are very welcome. Please, um... I, I pull my left hand down across his left arm and slide it across his left arm. <laughs> oh. He kind of shudders a bit. Uh, please, um... And then turn away. Have fun training. And he <laughs> skitters away. <laughs> do, do we notice that? Um, yeah, you actually kind of watch that interaction happen. the hottest <laughs> part of yeah. Castle Morass. <laughs> Rory is staring intently at this whole exchange, and he, then he goes, Hey, you don't even really use hammers. <laughs> so You're right. Actually, I take it off and I give it to... Yeah. <laughs> nope, not canon. <laughs> but you've got to chop his arm yeah, off. Yeah, right. <laughs> <can't> right. Just... <laughs> Ilana comes to you all and she um, stands... Hammers and, hammers and maces are maybe, the same thing, right? <laughs> maybe just a head taller than uh, Rory. And uh, she brings out her, her sword and she says, um, I have been granted to you all to... Uh, and." I will also say you guys have been learning more of the Varican language. At this point, you guys are pretty adept. So she no longer needs to try to speak common. Being immersed in this world, in the settlement, and telling us having a little bit, you're actually nearing expertise at this point. You guys, uh, Ias and Roy, are getting too adept at this point. She comes up to you all and nice. says, um, I am here because all of you have specialized weapons. Apparently, I am one of the few here in uh, Bjornheim who have a specialized weapon as well. So I want to uh, kind of see what you all have. And um, yeah, Ayas, you have a sword that I've heard of? Yes. I unsheathe my sword and I flip it around in my fingers and grip it out in front of me horizontally. Okay. And she looks it over. Hmm. I like this. You can show me on this post here what you can do with it. I believe I can. Okay, go ahead and roll an attack on it. Twelve. Perfect. Yeah, you definitely sink the blade into. And do you want to activate heat or cold? Heat. Nice. So this flame emits from the sword as it sinks into the tree. And she kind of like steps back a little bit. Very good. Go ahead and give your second attack. Oh, no. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> the dice is still spinning. It is. It's uh, pretty cool. No, 12. You just literally <laughs> one side, activate your heat. You bring it to the other side, heat or cold. Heat again. Heat again? Oh. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> and she, she's very impressed. You. Very good, Ayas. Um, so what I want to teach you is how to focus the magic. And so she comes over to you takes your hands with the sword and she brings it back as if you're about to attack and sinks it into the trunk with your hands. And at this point, you guys especially see Telnius and Rory, you see the bloodstone at her scalp glow mm. at this point. And when you hit the side of the trunk, the flames burn even brighter. Mm. This is something, a tactic that you will continue to train with. Your sword now with whether cold or hot, instead of 1d6 of extra damage, as long as you do this focus that Ilana teaches you, it does 1d8 of damage. Yeah. Nice. 
Rory, um, you work with uh, Hammer and Shield, I hear. Yeah. May I see them? Sure. They're right here. Here's my hammer. It's just a pretty normal hammer, and my shield is pretty friggin' sweet. Check it out. She kind of gasps a little bit when she sees your shield. Where? Sorry. Where? Where did you get that shield? We've been on some crazy adventures. It's a long story, at least 10 episodes worth that could make you understand it, but um, it's pretty cool, huh? That is the shield of my family. What now? My father was Jarl. Jarl Vega of the Algorheim Forest. Oh, no. How did you come about this shield? You know, if I'm being completely honest, I don't remember exactly where I got this shield from. (laughs) No, I remember. After you took down that uh, ice wolf, you told us that Leon gave it to you. Yeah, no, it just came from that from that fort that we were at, and Leon handed it to me, and he's like, "Here's this shield." Was was Yal Vega there? Who's La- Yal Vega? I remember him. Darth Vader. There. He actually took charge and said that he could be put to death if any any of the Varrican were to act out of line. Oh shit! I start scribbling in my notes <laughs> with your warhammer hand of my <laughs> left. I. I'm learning to write my left hand. <laughs> nice. So you like sit down with it. It looks like a second grader's writing. <laughs> it's really bad, but I read it. Are you yes. writing in American? It's like, <laughs> are you writing in crayon? <laughs> it's like Charlie's notebook from sunny in Philadelphia. It's just a bunch of pictures <laughs> that don't make any sense. Oh man. Um, <laughs> he's the writing master. Righty boy. Um, so, Wow. Um, was not expecting to see that. It's been so, hold on. Yarl Vega. I, I think that uh, Bishop Cullum, Bishop Cullum should have, he almost sentenced him to death. Yeah, we let him go, right? Yeah, because uh, Jarl Vega uh, swore to the Grey Cloaks that he would stand as, as ransom for all of the Varrican people. In fact, everyone was surprised by his stance. Yes, that was after they charged over the walls of Cardinal. Yes. Yes, what is important is that he is alive. It has been many he years is. since I have seen him. Uh, uh, this l- is a lot to handle. Wait, let understand. me... I've yes. got an important... I mean, and it's all coming back to me now, but like, what, is the, what are the odds that the person who the shield belonged to is related to you. I mean, like, that seems crazy. That seems almost unbelievably coincidental. I, or perhaps providential. No, bum, coincidental. Bum, I don't bum. believe in any of that. <laughs> Either way, I believe I can help you quite a bit. I have heard of your renowned fame within the tribes as the Dre Ari. If you are to help our people, I'm sure this shield found its way to you for good purposes. Go ahead and give me an attack. Well, I'm going to swing. Here is like a tree right there. I'm going to swing my warhammer at that tree. Perfect. um, It's still on fire. (laughs) Yeah, it's still burning a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, the burning tree is on fire, and I swing, and I go into a rage, and... I do one point of damage, but then uh, with, with my strength, it's four, and with my I unleash everything that's stored up my shield, I do another four, so that's eight points of damage on the tree. 
Perfect. Wow. That is great. Um, so she watches. <laughs> sorry, was it? I don't know. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm see. nervous. I can usually do better. I'm sorry. My, my, my palms are sweaty. These yeah. weak. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. Okay. So, um, so the, how this looks is your hammer comes into, especially that burnt part of the trunk and it just splits it in half and the whole rest of it falls into the rest of the trading ground. And the light on the shield glows, that runestone glows. And she watches this happen. Nice and she, work, Rory. I don't know if I deserve that, but it fell over. So, okay. <laughs> she takes it in. And wow. That's, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. Okay. Well, I mean, they, do, do they like, don't call me the harbinger of death for nothing. Yeah, you must be the god of of death eagle or something. Sounds about right. Uh, <laughs> so she <laughs> she comes up to the shield and and scans it and says, "There is more that the shield can do." And she puts her hand onto the rune stone, onto the bloodstone, and she makes it shine brighter and brighter than it has shown before. And to the point where she needs to look away and you can see her runestone on the side of her head get brighter and brighter until finally it kind of comes away and there's no more light coming from it. Your shield may now be utilized as it uh, once was before. And so now, once per day, you may activate this shield to blind anyone within a 15-foot cone in front of you. Whoa! They have to succeed on a a constitution save, otherwise be blinded by the amount of light coming from your shield. Is there like a group of people near me right now? Uh, Your friends, but it's already been activated for the day. (laughs) I blind them. (laughs) That's quite the remarkable gemstone. (laughs) Uh, That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Wow. I'm not even mad. Yeah, I don't know if I deserve it, but thank you so much for doing that. That's pretty cool. How is it that your family has come across such stones of great power? Um, This stone here, and she touches the one at her head, um, it was a part of what saved my life. Over uh, around 17 years ago, um, ogres attacked the settlement along with Ice Wolves, the city of Aurora, and overtook it. I escaped with the help of some of the other shaman there. I was hurt, though, as a young child. This runestone, coming from one of the Elgrahim shaman, saved my life, and has since then been a way for me to to harbor some of the ancient magic of our people. Telnius feverishly <laughs> writes all of that down. Is it just stuck there? Can you like take it out? Uh, please don't touch it. Oh, oh, sorry. I I was reaching, but I didn't mean anything by that. Uh, the the city of Aurora. Correct. Uh, where th- where is that? It is at the northern part of Algrahim. Oh. Uh, just before the break of the forest, uh, the ogres came from Persahima. It is the forest just north of Algrahim. Mm. They have always been. Uh, ogres and giant kin there never before have they been emboldened or given the strange powers that they have been given to attack the settlement of the Varrican. Have these ogres been a problem since then? Absolutely. They still hold the settlement of Aurora. Hmm. 
Fascinating. Let's um, test out your new Warhammer. I, Tell me, I this move was it, it to the, on my right arm, just kind of getting a feel for it. It's it's definitely strange. Imagine having a huge right arm and then just a normal left arm. It's just like, wow, what, <laughs> right. what do I do with this? You know, and I move it out. I pull it in. She points to the next training post. Um, oh, uh, okay. Um, so I move it above my head and I cast Scorching Ray on the post. And are you making an attack with the hammer, though? I'm using the hammer as my focus. Ah, nice. I know the hammer can be a focus because I've seen right. Bishop Cullum use it several times. So the, my first attack was 23. It definitely hits. 18. 7. The first two hit, the last one kind of skirts into the air. You don't even have to roll the damage to where that training post is ablaze. Mm. So I, I use it as a, a focus as I cast these spells out of my left hand. Mm. And as I'm casting them, I run to the post and my final move is I spin to my left in a full circle and attack it with my right arm. Perfect. Yeah, roll for the hammer. 12 to hit. That hits. Roll a D8 for the hammer and a D6. And I'll explain why a D6 as well. Uh, Nine total. So the hammer goes into the last remaining of the post underneath where you have scorched it and you upheave this from the ground with your hammer. Uh, Like your hammer sticks into the wood and carries it further out as with it, a burst of radiant light comes from the hammer and splinters the remainder of the trading post. This Warhammer does 1d8 of damage plus 1d6 of radiant damage. And give me a constitution save. <laughs> Nat 20. Uh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> you feel like you were winded about to pass out but the strength of this light coursing through your arm into the hammer has now emboldened you and almost in a confused way and fins in the background like oh (laughs) you turn around with this wood burning behind you and the rest of the splinters just around the training field hell yes okay i look at both of you like that's pretty cool right you guys Uh, see that the right sleeve of your robe is like tattered (laughs) (laughs) hey have you seen my warhammer it's pretty cool yeah but it's cool as you no no you don't want to trade no no it's cool Mm. (laughs) i think this will be a fun winter kalun you're sitting within your tent the one that you've been stationed along with a snoring master talon whom is lying across from you Mm. it's been about two and a half weeks or so and winter has been not letting up it is coming on so the first snowfall was during that time so it hasn't like really picked up yet right yeah we're just a couple weeks into winter so so there's there's a frost and it's cold you can definitely see your breath in your tent you're kind of sitting on the edge of your bed but your attention is on your blade the alfraheim blade the emblem of the crafters guild is on its black hilt and you uh inspect it further and you see now 
the nearly clear blue stone adorned within its intricate designs. The blade feels good in your hand. Natural. And I would like to say while I'm sitting there with it in my hand and contemplating Mm -hmm. this awesome dagger that I now own, I am currently writing a glyph uh, on there that will activate a spell based on a code word. You're wearing the furs of the Varrican, mainly out of necessity. You've been able to retrieve stuff off of the naked lady and bring it to this tent. I guess they know that we don't know how to sail a ship. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, yeah. They don't think that just like one or two people are going to try and steal this giant ship. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. So you set this glyph onto the blade. Mm -hmm. After you set it, it's almost as if there has been something eating away at your mind this whole time. And when you hold the blade in your hand, your fist clenches involuntarily. Your very soul feels unsettled. Much like the poison that used to coat the blade. Which you do have a vial of. You also detect humming within the blade. Okay. You try to tap into that a little bit further in order to inspect it. And you realize as your focus goes into the blade, you can feel the ability from this blade to change your very appearance. Once per day, you may cast Disguise Self with the magic from this blade. That's cool. You also realize that this blade is very, very sharp. So because of your appearance, Kalun, the red hair, the kind of rusty red beard you have, you actually find yourself fitting in very well with the Varrican. Any time that you use disguise self to disguise yourself as a Varrican, you actually have advantage. It, it's okay. e- very easy for somebody to believe that you are Varrican. Gotcha. So I should probably not try to disguise myself as the sea serpent. Right. It no, might no. draw <laughs> might draw a little <laughs> bit more attention to yourself if you're just slippery sliding all the way through. Yeah, it's like, well, at least the they don't valley. think I'm Kalu. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know that... Um, just from your time here, although you've been kind of spending it on your own, you still have become familiar with the layout of Bjornheim, okay. uh, the township within Bjornheim. And uh, you know that there is a market square, um, which is where uh, there's lots of market booths. That's where the busiest time is right around That's where I'd go to get like food if I wasn't going to the meat hall or something like that. Exactly. There are, uh, that's where the house of healing is. It's also where there is a temple to Bjornheim. Just a little bit outside of the town is the battle arena. There's also docks and there's more markets there at the southern end of the town is actually where the Avanova river is. And you know that that's where a lot of people spend their time catching salmon um, cause it's still the fresh water before the ocean. Yeah. It's, uh, the river that runs out of the hollow mountain. So the hollow mountain is also always kind of casting a shadow over this town when the sun is at a certain time of day. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Like I can see how that would affect to, like just, just the general mood of the, of the entire town. Exactly. Especially coming um, to winter when there's already so much cloud overcasts, you've you know where the hustle and bustle of this town is. 
and you know where you can probably find the most amount of information. Okay. I want to kind of go to the town square, listen around. I've been listening at the meat hall. I've been trying to find as mm-hmm. much information as I can. I want to know where this priest is. So you're that, talking that did this to uh, mm-hmm. to tell us the, the one still living. Yep, of course, right. So you remembered there are there were two shaman, and the bear shaman was actually killed by Finn. Yeah, that is something that the Varican are still even settling out. Uh, there's a lot of different okay. trials happening right now. So at this point, Finn's future is still kind of rocky. Yeah, the jury is still out, and how a lot of this has gone. So the elk shaman is um, also one of those folks who is on trial at the moment and that the jury's still out. Okay. Queen Reyna is trying to find the best way to appease all sides of these happenings once they've come to light. We'll just do an intelligence check. Sure. Just as you've been listening around. Okay. So that would be a nine. Okay, so within within the Mead Hall, you have found that um, before the sentencing, they're keeping a lot of stuff under wraps. Okay, so I guess I'm going to the uh, the Market Square, but I don't want to go to a like a real busy area. Okay, uh, do I know how long the disguise self will last? One hour. Okay. So one hour per day pretty much is what you you can kind of create. And you can do this in different ways. You can either create a person that you're pretending to be within the camp, or you can disguise yourself as different people each day. I will have disguised myself as a as a warrior. Okay. And uh, with your permission, I'm going to make a stealth check to yeah. have grabbed a spear from somewhere like a rack or okay. from a, from a warrior who was not paying enough attention or something like that. So, uh, yeah, that would be a 24. Yeah, so. you definitely, I mean, you make sure it's at least dark enough. All the weapon stores are pretty easy to find within the camp because there's yeah. so much training happening on a consistent basis that you can kind of just walk up uh, even as the person you're disguised as, you can walk up and just grab one of the spears and you do so. Um, yeah. And just hold it casually, you know, yes. as though like it just, it's just a part of the, of the costume. Yeah. I know? feel like your stealth is also kind of, it's not necessarily a sleight of hand, but it's also oh, to, okay. sh- to show how well you act with this spear. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think it, it, yes, you feel confident that you're coming across as, as seeming natural and how you, so, so you're in Varican garb. Your face has changed, though. Um, do you still have a beard? It appears as though I'm a little bit taller. Okay. Uh, it also appears as though I have a receding hairline, and then I'm older, and then I have a, a scruffier, shorter beard. Okay. I'm going to go into the market square, actually, and I think I'm just going to purchase and try, like, try, just trying to act like a... Uh, like a gruff older uh, warrior, I'm mm-hmm. going to purchase some some mead. Okay, uh, and I'm okay. going to try to intimidate the person into giving me at a discount. Okay, um, and boom, nat twenty. <laughs> nice. And are you using um, uh, comprehend languages? I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm doing that. Yeah, because it would be. I mean, you are 
um, working on learning the Varican language. Yeah. I, that's just something that you guys are being trained on regularly. But yeah. at this point, it's only been two weeks. So. And so mead is the only word that I really know. Or <laughs> not, not the only word that I know, but right. it's definitely one of the ones that I do know. And so I just literally go up to the person and say, mead. Nice. And um, then they, whatever, tell me the price. I'd give it to them. And, awesome. Yeah. Um, so, and what's great about Comprehend Languages is that it also lasts one hour. So you you gain this hour where you pretty yeah. much are a seamless uh, Varrican warrior. Okay. I take that mead mm -hmm. and I head back to the soldiers' barracks. Do I know of a place where maybe some more of the elite Varrican warriors are, uh, are stationed? Yes. And are you engaging in conversation or are you just listening over? I'm going to walk up. Mm -hmm. to uh, do I see like maybe like a group of people that are like a small group of people that are talking with each other? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and maybe like sitting down or something. Or? This is, yeah, this is after a pretty intense training time. So okay. they're kind of out of breath and they're talking about this and that and nothing of importance at the moment. Okay. And uh, so I go up to them and just say, hello, rest. And then I, I set down the mead, you know, nothing too, nice. nothing too difficult, but I just want to like, you know, get them, get them a little loose, you know? Okay. <laughs> that mm. may, well, you don't know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yes, it is good to rest. It is good to uh, take a break from these <laughs> intense trainings. It seems that the winter is coming on a lot faster than uh, I would like. <laughs> I agree. What's a young man like you do for fun around here? If we are not training, I mean, we are usually drinking. There is sometimes each week a, uh, a fun arena-style gladiator fight to go to. <laughs> Good. I, can, I, I can't wait to get in on that. I just came mm. from across the Hollow Mountain. I've been mm. fighting the, uh, the scum that's scorching our lands there. Mm. Were you there at the attack on the, the ship that we have just captured not that long ago? I just missed it. Ah, okay. Maybe you were with the ones who went to the mines within the mountain? No, no. I just arrived two weeks ago. Okay. On I'd... my own. Oh, on your own. Oh, you are yeah. one of the Elgrahim. You are taking refuge here then, yeah? Yes. Nice. Go ahead and roll a deceit. 18. Nice. So he takes a moment and pauses. Oh, I, I thought that most of the the soldiers were staying in camp and trapped there in the forest, but uh, it seems you have trekked for quite a long time to make it here. Nah, the, the ones I was traveling with, are they're gone now, so mm. I did not feel like being alone. So I came here. Uh, tell me more about this, this attack in the Hollow Mountain. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was uh, set up by uh, Halfdan and his crew. Ah, uh, yes, I've heard of Halfdan. He's, he's a good man. Oh, yeah, very strong. Yeah, he's uh, on the way to being uh, one of the more notable uh, berserkers of our little tribe here. Hmm. Yeah, good. he led what a about whole those... crew. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, hmm. yeah. It was a whole infantry that he he led there. Uh, of course, he and uh, and uh, his his top men were the only ones to escape uh ah. yeah there was it would it, it was insane they these dwarves of the trailand they had uh these 
explosives that they used uh, to block any further and some kind of magic door. Yeah, magic door that captured most within their tunnels. But uh, the ones who made it out certainly had a story to tell, and that is one of victory. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Glad to hear it, brother. Oh, yeah. Tell they- me more of these. Speaking of Traylon scum, tell mm. me more of these. Are these prisoners? Are these Traylanders here that are that are with us? Are they prisoners? What what happened on the uh, at the uh, altar? It is something. Uh, we here in Beyond Him, and I have been amongst the Beyond Him since you know the very beginning. So, I have kind of watched as things have happened as we receive more refugees and whatnot. I actually was not soldier until. Uh, recently when we find that there is hope for us uh, through mm. Queen Reyna. But Queen Reyna, she has lived amongst the Trailenders, so uh, there are mixed feelings about her and about these new warriors that she has brought uh, mm. with her upon that ship that was captured. So we are happy to have Queen Reyna back as she is the offspring from Regna. Mm. But uh, there's a lot of drama. I was going to actually ask you if, uh, I mean, how do you feel one of your own are on trial right now? One of the elk shaman. Yes, I was. Have you heard was, news I've, of this? I've heard rumors and you're the first to confirm it for mm-hmm. me. Can you tell me more of this? Uh, I mean, I just hear this and that about it, but um, with the refugees from the Algorahim, they're usually speaking about it uh, a little bit more fiery than I am. So (laughs) they are not very happy with how things are unfolding for them. Uh, Why would they even keep a man like this? Whom? The shaman. They could not just keep him in a common cell. Where would they hold him during his trial? They are trying to... uh, I know he is somewhere within the refugee camps. Where? I do not know specifically, Hmm. but uh, you did not hear that from me. (laughs) Ah, well, as long as he's being well taken care of. Those who are in lead at the uh, Elgrahim camps, they were pretty staunch about wanting to keep him within their camps while his uh, fate was being decided. Because if it is going to be his last days, he should spend it with his people. Good. Well... I'll leave the rest of this for you, but do you mind if I take just one cup of mead? I feel like I should maybe pay him a visit and give him something, give him a reward. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have plenty back in my tent. So be careful, though. Take all you want. This is home brew. It Mm. is about double the content of uh, what one cup of normal mead would be. Oh, it is not nearly so strong as I make myself. I'll have to treat you someday. Yeah. I like you. What is your name again? Uh, my name is uh, Ragnar. Ragnar, yes. Yeah. Very good family name. That's a strong name. I got it. I inherited from my grandmother. Very good. Father. Well, it was nice meeting you. I am Var. Var. Nice to meet you as well. And I, whatever, shake his hand or whatever and grab the rest of the mead and uh, head over to the um, place that you said. <laughs> the refugee camp. <laughs> the camps. refugee camp, yeah. All right. So the refugee camps, you learn pretty easily if you didn't already know just from the common language mm-hmm. that you had um, 
picked up on. And we're kind of going into what would be, you know, the, the later part of your hour um, or the, the second half of the hour that you have been holding this disguise and comprehend languages. So you kind of quickly make your way north of the town mm-hmm. and come across the Bjornheim forest. So okay. this forest is um, pretty dense, a lot of pine, evergreen. Uh, the sun is just beginning to set. So it's evening, getting closer to dusk. And the camps are easy to spot because they're just all throughout the forest and you'll see like people drying out laundry, uh, cooking meals for themselves. Uh, you see a heavier concentration at the edge of the forest. So once you enter these camps, you're first coming across more of those sparse family to family type ones. Okay. So I specifically, I mean, I just ask around, uh, Mm. very intentionally and I just, you know, as a Elkrahim warrior, I'm just wanting, I just tell people like, Hey, I have mead for the Elkrahim shaman. Where can, yeah. Where can you point me towards him? Cool. So you're pretty easily able to find that he is within the densest center of the camp. Okay. And his, um, one person describes his tent as the one with, Two warriors stationed in front. It, okay. it can be pretty obvious, like once you get into that bigger concentration. No, nowhere else is someone really keeping guard at the front of the yeah. tent. Okay, so I just take just a tiny bit of okay. that poison. Okay, maybe just like a drop of the already diluted poison, mm. and put it into the into the mead. Okay, shake it up a little bit, and I walk over to the uh, to the guards. Cool. My intention is to make them sick. Got it. Okay, so. You walk up to the guards. Yeah, go ahead and, and, and say what you would say in, in Verkin. Uh, hello, brothers. Hello. Uh, what can we do for you? I'm here to pay my respects to the shaman who stood against the trailing scum. Hmm. I was wondering if you would accept my offering. Oh, should I do a deception? Go ahead and do a deception. That's 11. So he, at first, yeah, is a little bit wary of you, but then he smells the mead and he thinks about the condition that the shaman's in and and he kind of looks to the guard next to him and they both shrug and he says, all right, we thank you, brother. Tell him this is from Ragnar. From Ragnar, yes, yes, okay, thank you. They take it and the one that you were talking to goes inside of the tent. Okay. And disappears. And I um I walk away. Okay. Because my disguise is almost done. I get to a secluded area and uh, and release disguise self. All right. Give me a perception check on your way out. Okay. 11. You don't notice that anyone has picked up on what it is that you're doing. So. No. Cool. Uh, so you release all those and do you want to uh, wait for the next day for those spells to recharge? No. Okay. I want to wait until night falls. Ah, I see. Yes, night falls upon the Bjornheim forest. I'll probably just like find a secluded area, maybe mm-hmm. even around like the unused battle arena uh, okay. that's pretty close to the refugee camp. Okay. Uh, and when night falls, uh, I'm going to, and I, I made sure as I was walking away mm-hmm. to really kick up a path. Like okay. to, to, to walk along like paths that were like already tread in the snow. Nice. Okay. And I'm going to cast invisibility on myself. Hmm. Sorry. And I've dropped off my spear. I no longer need that. Uh, anyway. Got it. 
So I'm going to walk back along the uh, the trail that I used to get here uh, that was already heavily trodden. So mm-hmm. it's like there's already a bunch of footsteps in the snow there. And I'm trying to stay uh, quiet even if I don't see anybody. The mead that I had drunk before is kind of wearing off a little bit, and okay. I'm getting kind of nervous. Gotcha. So okay. you very stealthily make it past the – what are the sparse camps of the families? Mm-hmm. Um there's a time or two where like a twig snaps or something that you weren't paying attention to and you might have to stay still for a little bit, but you're able to keep going. Your breath is getting more and more like you can feel your heart rate kind of, you you can feel it start pumping more within your chest and, and leading more to your throat, like almost making it a little bit harder for you to breathe. Like your breaths are a little bit shorter, but you get closer and closer to the, more concentrated area of tents and you're just on the outside now you see to your left the tent where the shaman was in and then you see it surrounded by the other um, tents of those there do i notice anything strange about the guards are they do they seem distracted at all um no actually Mm -mm. okay so i am going to walk around to the back of the tent and i'm going to listen do i hear movement inside of the tent what you do hear is it's almost it's you hear someone tussling around, maybe like tossing and turning okay. amongst um amongst probably like hay, dry grass kind of thing. Okay, and give so me it a, sounds like sleeping. Well, give me a perception check. Okay. Oh, okay, and that's seventeen. Perfect. So you actually hear you don't comprehend it anymore. But you hear someone under their breath in the Varican tongue kind of like, uh, it sounds like someone's cursing and in, in pain or something like this. Okay. They're not. Should, they're I not guess I like, should have like just cast it again. I can cast Comprehend Languages again. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't want to retcon that. I'll just like, I, I, I think I think Colleen realizes his mistake now. Okay. And casts it under his breath and casts Comprehend Languages. So anything. Okay. Uh, anything from else from out. here on out, I would understand. Yeah. Okay. So. After you hear those first initial curses and some tossing and turning, it's actually quiet for a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you hear, and you hear someone like retching. Okay. From Um, inside the tent. From inside the tent. You hear one of the guards go in and you hear the guard saying to the person asking them if they're okay. Okay. And the man there says, no, I need some herbs back from from the herbalist. Okay, is basically what he says. So I'm going to take out my dagger, uh, the silver dagger, and I'm mm-hmm. going to cut just a very small hole in the bottom of the tent, and I'm going to peer through. What do I see? Okay, give me a stealth check with that. Take advantage though, because you're still invisible. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, that's a twenty-three. Okay, perfect. Um. You look in through this small slip. Mm-hmm. You see a very simple layout of a tent, and like directly to your left, against that back wall of the tent mm-hmm. that's closest to you, that the one that you're peering through right now, you see a cloaked figure laying down on a, on like a bed of hay uh, with like a few furs around. You actually, when you open the slit, you can kind of smell this vile smell coming from where he has just thrown up. You also 
see the guard that you had spoke to earlier, the exact one that you had handed Mead to, and you can see a look of concern on his face. They finish their conversation quickly, and it's basically just an exchange of uh, he's feeling sick. If he could go get some um, herbs from the herbalist and bring them back. Uh, and so the guard, after like a few seconds, turns to leave the tent. Okay. So I'm going to widen the opening and crawl through. Okay. Invisible. Yes. Do I need to roll another stealth check? Yes, definitely. That's going to be a 24. If someone were to have put like a camera inside the tent, this would look like the creepiest. Um, <laughs> like Just a hole opening up. Ghost, and then getting, yeah, yeah, weird paranormal happening because what becomes visible is just the well there's no blade yeah oh my gosh okay yeah. you just see the tent just go opening. from a small opening and continue it's silent because this blade is like super sharp exactly yeah. so it's like cutting through butter pretty much and it elongates just enough for your shoulders to slip through um, you're actually, you do find that you have to cut up a little bit on both ends and create almost like a flap just for the width of your body. Yeah. But you don't even see a stern. In fact, you just hear more because you have comprehend languages still. Yeah. You hear more of these grunts like, oh, my damn stomach. Oh. Okay. The meat was too strong. Oh. So I'm going to walk up to him. I will never do it again, Elder Elk, I promise. I put my hand over his mouth, and I dispel invisibility. And I say, Ah, Varican priest, I don't care what happens to Trailenders. I don't care what happens to Varicans. But if you hurt my friends there will be a reckoning and you will show the rest of the varicans what happens mm -hmm. when you die mm -hmm. and when i say die mm -hmm. the blade of my dagger gets super heated with the spell heat metal mm -hmm. and i stab him mm -hmm. through the chin into the brain mm -hmm. And it cauterizes the wound as it instantly coop degraws him, and I pull it back out with no blood. I then exit the tent and cast mending on the tear and walk away silently and invisibly. <laughs>